0: try to make it as friendly as possible for uh, future users mm-hmm. For me it's very interesting to see the product starting from an idea and some black and white wireframes and going through the high fidelity design phase where you have all the colors and all the elements and then the technical side or implementing it so, I can't really pick one, but it's very nice to see um, the app going from an idea to a finished product that's ready to be published on the App Store. Hi, my name is Dan. I'm head of app development at a company in Romania, and you're watching Fox Alert.
1: Folks alert. My name is Kiko. Dan,
0: how are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you very much for having me. Um, how are listen,
1: you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We've been working on this for a, for a while. So I'm ha- listen, I'm happy to have you here today. Uh, where is it? W- what time is it where you're at? Because we're in a different time
0: zone. Mm-hmm. So right now it's uh, 5 p.m. here uh, in, in Romania,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's a lovely uh, winter day. It's snowing.
1: Oh, it's snowing over there right now. Yes. Okay. Well, certain parts of the United States here, it's snowing. Um, like California, where it never really snows, it's snowing. So we're experiencing oh. a, a snow. Fr- well, I'm in Florida. I don't have any snow. I got, sn- I got sun. You know, I got the beaches and the sun, but certain parts of the United States, more north, they're experiencing snow. Uh, California, like I was mentioning, is you know which rarely snows. It's snowing, um, but hey, I guess the cold front is moving across the country. Well, across the world. <laughs> Tell me this: uh, Have you always been a app developer?
0: Well, since mm, the beginning of my career was actually on uh, backend development, um, what, I what started.
1: Is what is backend?
0: So backend is uh, what's on the server side of applications. It's like more on the on the logic side on servers, and not actually the the apps that are on your phone.
1: Mm. Or kind of like a uh, server maintenance, so to speak.
0: Sort of, yes. And uh, like
1: running like scripts and stuff on the server.
0: Yes, yes. Very similar to that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I started my my career as a back end engineer at uh, Hewlett Packard at HP. Mm -hmm. uh, The division here in uh, in my city in Romania. And I started there with an internship and then continued to work there for about uh, one year. And after that, um, I wanted to pursue kind of my, my passion for mobile devices. And I started to look for roles on uh, app development rather than a server side, what I was doing at that time.
1: In the in the pre-interview, me and you were talking, uh, Romania, that part of the world, you know, Czechoslovakia, the Eastern Europe part of the world, you guys are really known for you know, coding, there's a lot of heavy coding going Why is that? Well, and, and there's a lot of server hubs that sits in that part of the world. Is there a reason for that? Do you guys have more fiber optic cable, more, you know, technology? Why, why is that?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, re- regarding the number of software engineers and uh, kind of uh, the popularity of uh, IT here, I think it's uh, it's probably because of uh, we most of the East European countries were in communism like 30 or 40 years ago, mm-hmm. and after breaking out of that, um, parents really tried to encourage kids to to learn a lot, to go to school, and to uh, get good grades and uh, pursue these careers that seemed very promising. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of people went on this mathematics and engineering side um, Our schools are pretty good at this in Romania uh, on the engineering side we have lots of universities that are uh, that have like engineering degrees and uh, different fields that you can follow and uh, this this was growing a lot even in the 2000s when I was still in school, but uh, that's what I heard from like people in the field that are older than me
1: right uh in the in the states well you're right the 80s coming out of communism coming into the 80s 90s it's either medical or technology more the european Mm -hmm. country leaned more towards technology and not to mention you know we talk about the dark web and a lot of hackers primarily are in that part of the world But let me ask you this, you know, working on servers is one thing, right? And I myself, you know, sometimes I talk to some software, uh, not software developer, but guys that deal with server. Because when my server goes down, I got to call a data center and talk to someone who goes in and and look at the server. Maybe a script might not be running properly or look at my C panel. Something might not be connecting. Mm -hmm. At what point did you make the switch that "Eh, I like it? and i guess you understanding coding made it easy for you to transition to app development
0: mhm so um, i was working as i mentioned at hp for about a year yeah and that was like my last year of uh, of college so uh, i was working part time there and after graduating and moving to full time after Two months of working full time, I realized that because Hewlett Packard was a big company, and their products were quite big and teams as well, you as a junior uh, don't have uh, a fast learning pace because things are moving slowly in big companies. From from what I noticed, and um, I was really curious and passionate about programming and uh, development, software development in general. So. I started to look for alternatives on, on smaller companies that uh, could have a faster learning pace for me. And uh, besides that, I was still fascinated by mobile phones, like as a user. Um, I was uh, very curious about uh, each new iPhone model or Android model, like Samsung got really big in that. It was 2015, 2014, that time. So uh, Samsung got really big, the iPhone was evolving, and uh, since um, there was a possibility to go on that path with your career, to create apps for uh, mobile phones, I was thinking that why not? This should be something that I I should try uh, while I'm still young and in the beginning of my career. So I started applying for uh, whatever mobile development jobs I was finding at that time. And uh, one company uh, really offered me a chance because I was transparent, I I said, look, um, I graduated, I worked for a year at HP, but I don't have mobile app development experience yet. Uh, I'm curious to learn and I'll give my best, but this is the current situation. So uh, they were kind enough to give me a chance and they said, okay, come on board. And uh, I started with iOS development actually, which was, quite different from what i did at hp because mm-hmm. at hp i was working with java the programming language right android you are also using java but on ios you're not uh, it's a different programming language so they didn't mind it they said uh, i can learn it on the job and uh, of course i gave my best and it was a great collaboration
1: was it the was it the passion for the visual of seeing what the back end of an app then seeing the visual on the front of the app can do?
0: Yes, exactly. You got that right. So uh, in in the mobile development space, you have a great combination of implementing logic in code and also seeing the visuals of your apps. And you can already test on your phone after two or three days of programming. You can see the results on your phone, which is very nice and uh, fulfilling i would say Uh, and on the back end it's um, it's more abstract i mean you write code but you can only see like numbers and uh, texts so (laughs) the visual
1: in your line of work primarily what kind of apps do you
0: develop Well, uh, in in my experience, uh, I mean, with the companies and clients that I worked with, um, the apps were on a lot of different fields, but I would say the the most common ones were apps for uh, fintech, like banking apps or uh, apps that facilitate payments and everything in the finance industry. Then uh, apps focusing on health, which either connect to a device via Bluetooth and Help you like track your uh, your pulse and your uh, other vital signs, and then you have reports in the apps, or uh, maybe apps that you can use to communicate with doctors. Uh-huh. Also, transportation apps like apps for uh, companies that are uh, um, that have uh, transportation options and like are couriers or uh, in. in taking care of that and um, yeah th- this would be like the the biggest industries for which so the, i so
1: these are more corporate apps that you develop
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the banking stuff is very tech very very technical right because you're dealing with payment right. encryp- we're dealing with cr- encryption of course ssl certificate that's t- that sort of stuff exactly so it, it, it is complicated now most of my audience are you know I don't I, I don't know who they are but I'm just saying I'm in the entertainment space right mm-hmm. um, where primarily iOS Apple you know I'm, I'm sure I don't really focus much on Android as a developer what do you find more people are what what more user do you think more user gravitate to the iOS versus the Android better and which do you prefer as a personal preference for yourself what do you prefer to to work with
0: Mm -hmm. so um, I I noticed that in in the last few years more people are transitioning to iOS from Android Mm -hmm. Uh, at least in Europe uh, Android was kind of always ahead in terms of popularity, and uh, from what I, I know in the U.S., of course, iOS is uh, is more popular. But thinking about what I would prefer as a developer, and I've developed apps over the years with, for both iOS and Android, I can say that iOS environment and ecosystem is more is better organized. Uh, the the vision for what implement is clear mm-hmm. and there are better guidelines I would say and the platform is more stable because you know there are only a few iPhone models that came that come out every year so uh, right now like every year we have four new iPhone models they are right. very similar to previous ones but on Android you have all these manufacturers that have their own version of Android and they can lead to a lot of bugs and problems with, with your app if you don't take care of, of that. So I would prefer iOS on the development side.
1: Now, as a developer, you've seen, you know, as you said, phone comes out, different technology. We're moving towards a space where I don't really watch the TV much. And if we're watching TV, we're watching an app, not the actual TV, you know, TV stations, radio stations. Those are kind of, I mean, they still exist, but it's kind of like thing of the past, right? When we watch yeah. a TV at television right now, we're watching a, an app, which is bringing that entertainment to us. Right? So for you, do you see us moving more? to having the technology in our hand for, and watching apps on, on TV, which is delivering video and entertainment content to us. Uh, and my question to you is that more people have, have the, they're accessible to the technology in their hand. Where do you see that going in the future? Do you see just, just handheld device, mobile device, that's where it is. And we're not going to look back.
0: Yeah. So first of all, I have to say that I, I'm totally on the same page with you regarding TV. And for two years I don't have like cable. <laughs> I just, I have a TV, uh, which I use with Netflix and YouTube and right more apps. And it feels like, um, technology is becoming more part of our daily lives and uh, not only with with tv apps but also with this smart assistant that you can buy like alexa and google home mm-hmm. of course the home pods from apple um phones are getting better so people start to live with all this technology and i think maybe a next step um, at least from my point of view is um, having ar glasses good AR glasses that are not uh, looking weird and that are not easy to, that are not hard to use so maybe apple needs to set the tone with that because google had uh, some some smart glasses uh, a few years ago and they didn't become so popular and once we have that i think we can really augment our uh, our reality as the the field is called like augmented reality right where right. you have these virtual objects that overlap the reality or what, she, what you see. And uh, this will will probably help. Just like the head-up display in cars, if you're familiar with that. Um, yes, yes. I think that uh, AR glasses would uh, allow us to, to have that while walking on the street. And it would be interesting.
1: But, but even for, you know, we, we're talking about wearing, you know, the glasses the you know the the technology wearing technology have we even tapped the surface on the mobile devices because listen for me right I I was in a meeting uh last week where we're having a discussion is folks alert even a podcast right because you know traditionally podcasts is audio which lives on the RSS feed well, I'm in that space, but you can find, you can get folks. I mean, my content is delivered to Samsung TV, Roku, Apple in video, Apple podcasts and Apple, uh, iTunes in video. And now I'm on Spotify in video, not necessarily the traditional podcast. And we're having, we're ta- we're having discussion about expanding that space, right? So my question to you, do you think where things are right now for mobile devices? Do you think we even touch the surface because there's so much more that we can do with the mobile devices and even it's, I'm not a technical guy, but I'm in this discussion and I'm even surprised to where last year when Apple gave me the, the permission to do video on their platform, that was a big deal for me. And I was, I was kind of like a fish out of water trying to figure it out, you know, because as you know, Apple don't host any content. So in order to find a server to speak to Apple was mandatory. And even now, as we're moving forward into season five, the mobile devices is becoming more of, you know, an opportunity versus an obstacle. So for my question to you is, do you think we've even tapped the surface? Because there's way more we can do as you, you know, there's way more we can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, mobile devices really evolved a lot in, in the last few years. And, um, looking back, I think, uh, we can see kind of, uh, um, a slowdown of the, of the evolution because moving from non-touchscreen to touchscreen was mm-hmm. a big step. Right. Perfecting uh, the touchscreen devices and adding better cameras and uh, better features, uh, more sensors on the on the phones. That already happened. So right now our phones are very fast. They have uh, processors that a few years ago you couldn't find even on on very good computers so i think right now it's maybe we can feel a little slow down in terms of evolution because nothing nothing really exceptional appeared in the last few years but of course uh go forward companies will continue to invest into this and to to take it to the next level so besides Besides perfecting what phones already have, right. uh, I think it's important to to find these little things that could be added. Like I mentioned, an integration with glasses or with some other device, uh, the whole internet of things uh, network. And also making phones accessible to more people because still in some parts of the world, uh, people can't afford to buy uh, the latest iphone or samsung models they can only buy like those cheap uh, alternatives that uh, that they find on on their market so i think they also need to to make phones um, accessible to more people i would say
1: in your in your mobile app day to day job okay uh, and i want to ask you this I'm sure you've heard the discussion. We've all heard the discussion. AI. Okay. And yes, uh, people are, people are concerned. People are, you know, some people are happy for it. People are saying they're going to lose their job, you know, different things that we see on the news or that may come across our timeline. As a developer, what are your thoughts on AI?
0: Right. So, uh, this is a topic that really, it's, it's very interesting and exciting for me to talk about because, um, seeing it evolve, I can, I can, I'm looking mostly at the good parts because as a developer working, I realized that AI is not that, uh, strange thing that comes to like revolutionize everything and take our jobs because. I can see the technical part of it, and it's just like a very well-trained software program. So it's more like a tool, just like a few years ago, people writing code, even writing code was more difficult. You had to know a lot of things about memory allocation and processor and so on. And over the years, it became easier to write code because all these tools, uh, Started to help us more to write code, so of course AI at the level it's at that it's now um, it, it seems very powerful. But uh, my first take on it is that we can use it as a tool to help us do our job better, and uh, um, yeah, um, that's that's how it's uh, how I see it from from my. Technical back. I mean, considering my technical background, um, I'm not so scared about it. Um, of course, we need mm-hmm. to, to how we allow it to evolve and to um, get better, but um, it sh- it should allow us to do our job better.
1: But on the f- <clears throat> excuse. But on the flip side, AI has always been here. It didn't just pop up. Even in smartphones, AI has always been used in order to make the things we search on the phone a little bit better way before it's been introduced to the public. It's been working in the background, right?
0: Right. You're totally right. And from the simple things like predicting your next uh, words that you're going to type to um, enhancing your photos. Maybe when you take a photo, like some some uh, improvement algorithms running in the background and right. uh, enhancing those photos. So yeah, AI, yeah, it's, it's already here for, for some time.
1: Is it really, and listen, is it really disruptive, disruptive technology? Because when we look back into the past, right? We look at farming, farming was made easier for protecting people who are hunting in the jungle or in the, protect them from animals. Right. We've, the keyboard mm-hmm. that me and you use to type on, that was a typewriter, right? We, yes. We're not complaining about that, in, that advancement of technology, right? The
0: exactly. music we listen okay. to
1: you, we, we listen to CDs. Now we're listening to MP3s or streaming.
0: yes and so the same thing with agriculture and all the machines that appeared over time and allowed farmers to to do their job better so of course there was no need to to go and use animals for uh, doing agriculture or working like manually uh, doing all the manual labor but those people if, if they they lost kind of their job at the moment, they learned a new skill like driving a tractor or working on some other machine that uh, was still in agriculture. So looking at AI, of course, um, robots from factories that are doing these repetitive jobs, uh, they replaced some, some people that were doing the jobs before the robots, but those people, can, can focus on, can now work in other fields that um, maybe are more creative or more um, strategic, I would say. Uh, so I, just like you mentioned, like all the tools and everything, all the revolutions from the past, I think right. AI is revolutionary and uh, it will change the way we work in a lot of uh, situations and companies.
1: So AI is no different from, so technically AI has been here called something else, right? Like you said, revolutionary, right. it was called something else. And it's no, di- because some of those revolutions we've experienced, technologically we've, me you, we've experienced those technologies, we've experienced those revolution. So maybe people should give it a chance listen i personally i don't understand it very much i try using the chat robot i you know i'll probably get back to it but i i still want to give it some chance to to educate myself on what this really is
0: this is the way i think this is really the way people should be open to it and should try it and see for themselves what it can do and then Ideas will come, because right now, if you just watch the news and other people think about it, it's a possibility to get maybe scared or Mm. um, to to not like it. But if you try to use it and see what's capable of, you can quickly identify a few uh, situations where it can help you. Even from writing emails to making book summaries or article summaries, it can help you a lot. So I would recommend anyone to be open to it and to, to try not only the chat not only chat GPT, but also other to other similar tools like uh, the ones that generate images based on your descriptions and uh, a few others.
1: All right. One last thing before we get off of this subject. Do you think we need government officials to maybe put some laws in place to to regulate this
0: in the long term i think we do because um just like people use it for positive stuff they can very easily use it for negative uh, actions and uh, if we don't have some regulations which of course don't need to to come right now like they can be built over time but without having them, some people can go crazy, and that's uh, that's not okay. So, I think some some regulations are needed in the long run.
1: Okay, on a light on a lighter note, wh- what's what's with developers in black? Like program oh, uh... wh- wh- <laughs> What what? Why do you guys always wear black? And you guys get into this? You know. Wh- what is that about? Is that like a, a myth that? Coders always wear black, always in a dark room, writing code. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I think I think first of all, uh, this is an idea that came from movies, movie hackers, and then of course, people working in tech liked to emulate that and uh, be also like these hackers themselves. Uh, one thing that is very popular among developers is having a dark theme on uh, on your uh, code editor. So just like iOS introduced dark mode a few years ago, right. uh, like most developers use dark mode in the software program where they write code. Um, not sure about the clothes, um, but I think I think that's that's it. Like um, trying to and black is also kind of an elegant color and <laughs> even if you um if you use it for clothes or for your uh, computer team right. uh, it's a bit mysterious and developers like that because developers are also mostly introverts maybe so uh, it kind of it gives them a cool identity i think
1: on on your team you're head of of mobile development how many developers do you have on the you
0: so in my team mobile developers, uh, there are 20. I have 20 colleagues on mobile development, half of them on iOS development, half of them on Android. And the entire company has 80 people in, in total. So like we have web developers and uh, backend, as I said in the beginning, and of course, project managers and testers. And uh, whole, uh, we are whole, we kind of have the whole entire um, the whole the, all the departments from start to end of building an application
1: do you do you on your on your your team you know you have you have half on android half on on ios is there yes some competition between your two teams because you you've split your teams up into two right so, yeah kind but, of so but, but you know what <laughs> they're, they're not on your two teams, they're not really working on the, well, I guess they probably could be working on the same project, but one for iOS and one for Android, right?
0: Right. So the setup is usually um, maybe two people, let's say, on, on iOS and two people on Android work on the same project. So mm-hmm. teammates, not really competitors, because they work on the same product, just two of them on Android and two of them on iOS. Uh, looking at the entire teams maybe there's a competition in terms of uh, what platform is uh, nicer or uh, cooler let's say and uh, what what interesting things can you do on uh, on iOS versus Android but uh, it's a positive thing because it only pushes us to become better at what we we do
1: okay Uh, without getting too technical Someone comes to your company and says, hey, listen, we want an app, right? Uh, You being the head of development, I'm sure you have someone that that designs the app, right? And then there's a separate team that writes the code to make that design function. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What part of that process is exciting for you? seeing the design or seeing the actual codes that make that design function?
0: You you anticipated very well. So we have a design team that takes care of creating the design for the apps before the other team starts coding it. And it's interesting because during the design phase, you discover, you talk a lot about the features and what the functionalities of the app, and to try to make it as friendly as possible for uh, future users. Mm-hmm. For me, it's very interesting to see the product starting from an idea and some black and white wireframes and going through the high fidelity design phase where you have all the colors and all the elements and then the technical side or implementing it. So. I can't really pick one, but it's very nice to see um, the app going from an idea to a finished product that's ready to be published on App Store. Mm-hmm. Because in bigger companies, you don't really have the chance. The products you work on are big, and they are already started maybe 10 years ago, and you're doing a very small part of them. But in a small company, uh, you have the chance to see the whole cycle, the whole creation cycle of an app and that's that's great
1: uh before i let you go you know what what is day like what what is your day like i know you go into work and you code but when you're not working what is if i was to come to romania what 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 would be what what would my activity be What, what what do you do out there A fun thing for you to do when you're not coding or looking over coders
0: yeah sure so uh, one thing that i'm doing quite consistently is playing tennis Um, i'm playing tennis for a few years and i'm even going to competitions here to tournaments uh, around the country and i'm participating in those uh, which is exciting because uh there are these tournaments are in uh, knockout format so if you lose the first match you're out so you really need to push yourself to, to win and uh that's something that i really like and uh, i also grew up watching roger federer rafael uh, playing and have having this rivalry and then Novo- and uh, i'm inspired by them to to become better not only at my career but also in, in and of course sports is good for for you, uh, you you're
1: yeah. playing you're playing tennis yes tennis that's quite different from coding yes okay okay
0: and uh, also one activity that it's quite popular I would say amongst developers is going hiking because probably working from Monday to Friday in an office or at home. Really, uh, the need to go out in the weekends and uh, enjoy some nature, fresh air, and hiking is uh, another nice activity, especially since we have some mountains here in Romania, and uh, there are a lot of uh, routes that we can go.
1: Wonderful. Dan, listen, it was a a pleasure having you here. You got to come back so we could talk app, mobile development you know how those app interact with the users and encourage the users to stay on those apps for a long time i know we didn't cover that but i'd love to have you back to come back and chat with me man um and listen you're more than welcome to come back anytime i I enjoy this conversation technical but you know hey i'm a technical guy
0: it was really a pleasure for me as well and i would love to come back uh and and talk some more about this and uh Thank you again for for having me. It was a pleasure and an honor to be here at Fox Alert.
1: Thank you. Take care. We will chat.
0: Sure. You too. Thank you.